bringing you the truth or something like the truth. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. It is the bottom line on 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. Clint Scott, Matt Estenson, Brennan Riker, Matt was your take versus take winner. You can hit us up on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Thoughts, comments, questions, reactions, all of that welcome there. We'll also take those score predictions. We will get Matt's in 30 minutes. Really 25 minutes if you're being more accurate. Matt, for the first time, the timer has been on uh, since eh, really four weeks ago when Big 12 play started. Finally saw it accomplished. And we saw it accomplished in the only way it could have been and needed to be. What am I referring to? A new member of the Big 12 beating a veteran member, an old member of the Big 12, a welcoming member of the Big 12. And of course, of course, it had to happen and only the way the Big 12 could do it on a Hail Mary where you had just a bonkers fourth quarter in its entirety that made no sense. No sense. And you have West Virginia, Dana Holgerson. Uh, you have that storyline. Uh, of course, if you're here, uh, a fan of Texas Tech, probably mixed emotions with Donovan Smith, right? I would assume, hey, want him to do well, but don't really want Houston to do well. It's like, can you score a bunch of points and it really you be the only reason that you're scoring those points, but also not win any games? All of this mixed together. And then, of course... You have a West Virginia offense that is not the strength of that team. It's been very bad. You go into the fourth quarter, what, 21-17, and it looks like a West Virginia game or what it has been uh, for their 2023 campaign. And then the Houston's offense just goes off and just scores a bunch of points. I mean, huge chunk plays. West Virginia has no business even coming back and having a chance to tie it. They score, quick stop. Fourth and ten, skinny post type route, broken coverage, Dana Holgerson dejected, defeated, all of those words like that, look, looking like a man who felt the heat. And then Garrett Green, bonehead play, gets a flag, you know, helmet off, look at me, sets Houston up at least for it. Still a... Uh, a rarity to actually accomplish a Hail Mary. Houston does it. Boom. There's your first newbie. Not first newbie win, but first newbie over an old member win. Insane. Such a good game, too. Yeah, very good game. And I think for most of us, that was the outcome you wanted. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, I don't know. I don't think I really cared. Did you? So with Because <clears throat> I thought West Virginia would lose at some point. In conference, but I didn't necessarily just not necessarily rooting for Houston. But that is one less team now. And again, I'm with you. I don't think they're on the same level, so don't you know think that. But 
I feel like it's getting closer to solidifying that Texas and OU will play for the Big 12 championship and then bounce. That is true. Now, I, Jamie and I had this conversation at the start of the week. Like, I think you you had to buy into West Virginia from the angle that, okay, they are better than what you thought. And for me specifically, better than I thought they would be. Um, they're a solid football team. I don't think they're a great football team. No. Um, of course, you saw firsthand, if you're not prepared for them and if you play poorly, you will lose to them. Um, but I thought the offense would uh, eventually catch up to them because it's just not its not a very good offense over there. Um, and, again, just to confuse the Big 12 even more, because you're still trying to figure out, okay, well, you know, if you're tiering the Big 12, power ranking the Big 12, however you want to do it, like, how do you confidently put teams in places right now? Because everything's just so meshed together. And if you thought, okay, well, maybe West Virginia, if it was an extreme buy-in, like, hey, West Virginia really could contend. They still need to continue a, a fairly surprising run. But if they're going to be the ones that kind of halt that OU Texas little meetup that it seems like we're headed for, well course it's houston <laughs> houston is the one who derails that yeah yeah and looking at their west virginia schedule you have oklahoma state next ucf byu oklahoma which now again assuming oklahoma runs the table even if that was to be their lone loss it really wouldn't wouldn't change much yeah i so. it it's the big 12 it's an incredibly fun league Mm-hmm. top to bottom, a very competitive league. And I think this is going to be what we see as we move forward and add four new teams into the fold next year. I think that's going to continue. Um, there is a ceiling as of now. And I guess there is a floor, but that ceiling to floor from top of the conference to bottom of the conference is as narrow as you will see in that kind of power five vein. Yeah. Outside of your bottom four, which is all the newcomers. Well, but then like you have Houston. Houston's the one that, that I have a hard time saying knocks off West Virginia because (laughs) it makes it sound like they were much bigger than, yeah. I I mean, they defeated, they defeated West Virginia. They, they beat a, 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 a team that started out conference play racking up wins, and I think they will continue to win a few more games, um, but never was looking at them as a true contender to the Big 12 throne. But for West Virginia, until they lost, and I get they still have to lose a couple of games, but I'm saying that expecting there to be a couple more to kind of go ahead and put that stamp that, hey, better year than what we thought, Neil Brown... That uh, even simmering seat, like that burner's been take like turned down, and you were off. I mean, you're sitting over there on like a potholder or something. I don't know. Like you're you're nowhere near a burner right now. Um, but I don't think a true Big Twelve champion contending type team. Now wait, you know, wait and see if somehow they upset Oklahoma and just turned and mixed up the league even more. I'm here for it. Don't get me wrong. I just don't think that's very likely. Yeah, and West, I mean, for 
Neil Brown and West Virginia, it, I kind of compare them, and not on the, not like the, the the fame, glitz, and glory, right? But they've already surpassed last year's or the expectations they had this year, right? Oh, Everybody yeah. thought they were going to be horrible. Yeah. Who does that remind you of? Colorado. They already surpassed the expectations with Dion. Mm-hmm. Now the hype's not there for West Virginia because they don't have coach, you know, Dion Sanders coaching them, but. Even if the, nobody really thought they were going to win the pack this year, they just came out and they superseded expectations. That's what West Virginia did. So, yeah, I think that his job is safe. He's done a good job. I'm, I, they'll, they'll rack off a few more wins this year. And mm-hmm. But were they ever going to compete for the Big 12? No. Nobody really thought that. I mean, you'd have to be like second to last game of the season with them rocking undefeated to be like, okay, they're for real, real. And I mean, I, like so, I, they've done I, I could say I thought the – the preseason voting them 14th dead last in the conference was pretty much how I felt about them. I thought it would be uh, them and, and Cincinnati. Cincinnati's still in that discussion for that. But So your preseason poll, you had, did you have Houston above them? BYU above them and UCF? I definitely had, oh, I had UCF way above. UCF to me has been... Uh, Shocker? Dis- a disappointment, mm-hmm. I guess. Like, not, I'm not actively rooting for them or against them, but just, I guess, from an expectation standpoint, that's been the biggest disappointment. And now, like, they're in danger to me of just being put in the dirt all the way year one. Now, I don't think that they will stay there moving forward, but you circle back to how you lost that Baylor game at home um, that felt like a tide-changing type loss. And then you follow that up by just getting ran out of Lawrence. Yeah. It's the bottom line, 100.7, the score. Getting to the point, but taking the scenic route to get there. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7, the score. If you don't count me in the standings, we're all tied up at three wins apiece in blind projections this season. First win. We're going to do it this week. I can feel it, Jamie. Can you feel the power? I lost a series. Feel it. It's like coming from the table. <laughs> it's either that or your mouse is about to explode again. One of the two. <laughs> Uh, it is the bottom line, 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. Clint Scott, Jamie Lint, Brennan Riker. Let's get right into it. Time to pick some games here for blind projections. We got 10 picks and a tiebreaker, Jamie. 10 picks and a tiebreaker. And a partridge and a pear tree. We do, Yeah. Uh, <laughs> partridge versus a pear tree, actually. The uh, pear tree is a 10.5 point favorite. Awesome. Pick that one with the spread. Let's start out with Major League Baseball. ALCS, Jamie, game one in Houston. Rangers going over there to face them. Uh, to start that series, we will have dueling broadcasts starting at 6.30 on Double T97.3, 6.35 on 100.7 the score. For your various Astros call and Rangers calls, pick the station you like, pick the team you like. We'll have it both on Sunday night. Who's your game one winner, Jamie? I'm taking the Astros to win. Okay. Braylon? Game one is so important to this series, and I'm extremely conflicted, and I did not want to pick this, but 
for the sake of the game, I'm going to pick the Astros. Okay, I'll take the Rangers in game one. I'll do it. Next pick, I need the number of combined strikeouts in game one. I will take that number at 17. 17. Brennan? I'm going to go with 11. Mm, okay. 14. <laughs> Were you trying to find the number in between? I was, going right, and I was going right in the middle. I was just making sure. Was there, sure. was there a pause for dramatic effect there? It was pause for math. I'm just... For I'm, basic math. I'm so embarrassed for you Well, right now. at first I was deciding... Uh, if Because I, I was thinking about doing a bigger number than yours. But then when he went so low, then I had to stop and think what I wanted to do. And then I had to stop and do basically six units of math in between All the two, which is you know, really tough. Yeah. Hey, let's go to the college football realm, shall we? Brendan, you are up first... 10th ranked USC is at 21st ranked Notre Dame. A couple losses for the Fighting Irish. USC has, uh, let's say, walked the line quite a, quite a bit this season. I need a winner. This is at Notre Dame, by the way. USC. Yeah, I think USC wins this as well. Jamie? Okay. I'll take Notre Dame. Okay. 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 A I don't want it to be boring. Yeah. Never. I'm such an excitement guy that clearly I bring the excitement, so I'm doing it here, too. Yippee! I like when you say stuff like that. You say it with as least amount of energy as possible. (laughs) (laughs) Jamie is so excited Mm. to play blind projections. Mm. Mm -hmm. And our second round of Take vs. Take. Uh, What? Eighth-ranked Oregon's the big one out of the Pac-10. Heard you lost again today. Is it seventh-ranked Washington, the Ducks and the Huskies? Jamie, you would be correct when you heard that. I'm going to take the Huskies here to win at home. Jamie? I will pick different than you and take the Ducks. The Ducks. And a Mickey Mouse-eared organization would name their team... The Ducks. Brennan? I will go with the Ducks as well. Oh, man. On a couple islands. It's all right. I'll take it. You like big spread numbers? Mm-mm. No. I do. And we're going to pick a couple. Top-ranked Georgia Bulldogs. Tough road game to Vanderbilt. They're 31-and-a-half-point favorites, Jamie. 31 and a half. Picking this one and the next one with the spread. Who you got? I'll take Vanderbilt. Bold. Bold, No, bored. Bored. Vanderbilt for tough. Boring. (laughs) Brendan. I'll go with the dogs. I'll I'll take the dogs too. Uh, how about over in Ann Arbor? They're 33-point favorites against the incoming Indiana who, who, Hoosiers. We'll bump it up to 33.5 points, so we don't have to worry about a 33-point push. Brennan, Hoosiers or the Wolverines? Indiana. 
<laughs> I'm gonna do the same with the Wolverines. <laughs> you did for the dogs. Give me Michigan. Um, I'll take Indiana as well. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thirty-three and a half point island doesn't sound as fun as the other islands. Twenty-third ranked KU's at Oklahoma State. Give me the Jayhawks, Jamie. I'll take Oklahoma State to lose. One day. One day. One day you'll say it right. I'll, I'll be over here on Allen Bowman Island. I'm going with Oklahoma State. Okay. Iowa State is at Cincinnati. Interesting one here. It is. I agree. Jamie? Hmm. I guess I'll take Iowa State. Brandon? I'll take Cincinnati. Yeah, I'll take the Bearcats. Give me Cincinnati at home. I think they get their first Big 12 win. BYU is at TCU. The three-letter schools there. If only it was a triangle with UCF, then you'd have all the three-letter schools there in the Big 12 going head-to-head-to-head. But instead, it's head-to-head BYU at TCU. Brennan, who are you taking? TTU. Oh, yeah, but you don't say TTU, right? You say Texas Tech. Okay. Right? We say BYU when we say, you say TCU. Sometimes you say TTU, but you're right. I get what you're saying. I think if someone walked up to me and was like, hey, you're going to the TTU game? Yeah, that's not, that's not, that's not a time you would use it. But. Excuse you? I am picking BYU. Yeah, give me, uh, give me Brigham Young. I'll take the frogs. I knew it. Go frogs. Um, I knew it. He, he, was, he was so excited to do that. We need a score here. Kansas State at Texas Tech. I will take TTU to win 35-33. Jamie? I'm sticking what I've already said. 35-30 K-State. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Ooh, that's a small window between you and I. First time this year that... I've picked the Red Raiders to lose. And it seems like an odd time considering yeah. that considering that they uh, are playing their best football right now. You've hung out with McGuire too much, haven't you? It's rubbed off on you. Never heard of him. Me either. Uh, I don't let anybody rub on me. <laughs> Brendan, I need a score. <laughs> I need a score. That's probably safe. Um, why do I think I'm going to hear that again? Because you are. You a thousand percent are. If you wanted to pat me down. <laughs> Brendan, I need a score and a winner. Take the stick wins. 31 to 21. I'll take it. <laughs> Definitely will. Uh, your tiebreaker, Taj Brooks run, rushing yards. On Saturday. 91. Mm. Mm. I still think it gives you a chance in that game. Yeah, sure. Don't disagree. I really want that 100-yard mark for him against Kansas State, though. I don't care. Just get a win. 99. I mean, if if it was the option was... 
you know, 100 yards or a win, I would take the less than 100 yards. Right, 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 right yeah. Right. Yeah, and if the option was, do you want him to get to 100 or you not, I would mm-hmm. want him to. You know what, I'm I'm not going to box Brennan in. I'm going to do the number that I've had in my head. I think he gets 115. Okay. Yeah. I think part of that you're going to see one, maybe a couple really big chunk runs that add into his total. All right, you can let us know uh, any of your picks that you want, scores, predictions, all of that welcome there. We're going to look at the Big 12 basketball poll that came out when we come back. It's the bottom line, 100.7, the score. Bringing you the truth, or something like the truth, this is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7, the score. It is the bottom line. You've got us on 100.7, the score, and 107thescore.com. Clint Scott, Jamie Lint, Brennan Riker. You can hit us up on the Yates Point Center chat line. Thoughts, comments, questions, reactions, all of that welcome there. Uh, you saw yesterday the uh, Big 12 preseason awards handed out. Today you get the Big 12 preseason poll for Big 12 uh, men's basketball. This year, if you haven't seen it, it goes as such. Kansas at the top with 12 first-place votes. Houston with two first-place votes is in second. Texas third. Baylor fourth. TCU fifth. Kansas State sixth. Iowa State seventh. And then you find Texas Tech at eighth. Following them, West Virginia, Oklahoma State, Cincinnati, Oklahoma, BYU, UCF. Feels pretty fitting that they are at the bottom. I, I didn't, and again, you may not even really like care about the uh, preseason rankings, and maybe it just depends year to year. If you feel like, hey, maybe this year we're, we'll be in the top five or whatever. Texas Tech has been there for a few years in this discussion. Um, off the season you're coming off of, and still with some not unknown of who's going to be on the roster, but the unknown part of what are they going to look like now that they're here on the roster and just this season in general, new coach, year one. I don't have uh, I don't have any real big anger or anything. And really, you can go from the top to bottom in the poll. I didn't see anything that just was outrageous to me personally. But, I mean, anything to you stick out? Um, No, not really. Uh, surprised that Houston got a couple of first-place votes. I guess they technically had to have one, right? Because Bill Self couldn't vote for himself. Oh, sure. You yeah. wonder who the other one was. Tang? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I doubt it. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I guess I guess slightly surprised but I, I by think, that, but not too much. Yeah, no, and I think, uh, obviously, Houston's a really good team, too. Yeah. And... I feel like the Red Raiders are kind of giving them the benefit of the doubt because it's just such a team of, it's such an unknown right now. Mm-hmm. I I thought you would be anywhere between, uh, just because I didn't know how they would vote with, again, a, a lot of it's with what went on last year. Um, and then just that you're relying on so many new faces. And and look, that's that's how college basketball is now. And you can say that for a lot of teams. Uh, in the conference are going to be quote unquote relying on new faces, but then you add in kind of the extra stuff of what you went through in the off season, 
Uh, I thought you'd be anywhere between seventh and tenth, mm-hmm. and you're sitting right there at eighth. So, um, and also just just for fun, if it worked out like this in year one, and this this is what the final standings were, uh, if everything is the same with like your net ranking and RPI and stuff like that, I think that gets you in the tournament this year. Good chance of it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. and. Year one, that's that's the main goal. Just get, just find a way to get to the tournament mm-hmm. in a super tough conference. So we saw on the women's side of thing that the four new teams were picked eleven through fourteen. <laughs> so you get three of the four in the final four. On the men's side of things, Houston jumps all the way to number two. Mm-hmm. So a little bit of a difference, but you can see. Seven of the eight basketball programs that have been brought into the conference, men and women combined, not so good. Yeah, and again, I I, I couldn't speak as much on the uh, on the women's side for those programs. I would assume probably. I don't think I think was it you that joked about like they just like forgot that there were four new teams. <laughs> yeah, so they just wrote them in at the bottom. At the end. <laughs> Oh yeah, I oh, yeah we got to oh, we got to add those guys. <laughs> yeah, let's put them in the bottom. Doesn't doesn't matter. Alphabetical order <laughs> at, the, at the bottom of the four. Um, but the men's team, I mean, the UCF one, that's not a surprise at all to me. And just like it's not a surprise that Houston, they're already projecting to be the the team that competes from mm-hmm. those four. Um, and then same thing like like Cincinnati. I still think is a a. I mean, it's it's a ad that was football first, and really, I think if you were looking for hindsight, you can go maybe you know you you got that from a couple years ago from football, and this isn't a basketball ad, but there's history there with Cincinnati. Just hasn't been anything recent, and I wonder if the Big Twelve helps them in any way. I I don't see that happening, but I mean, there's certainly history from a basketball perspective in Cincinnati, but it just has not been the same over the past decade. Yeah, no, they used to have a dominant program. It was a really good basketball mm-hmm. program. And BYU, BYU's been in the tournament a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think this year's mm-hmm. BYU, this feels fair to them. Yeah. And even then, like BYU, that's another one. Yeah, they've they've had a lot of tournament appearances, but for them, this is, and it's a whole different level for all of them, but specifically looking at a team that, you know, has probably tournament aspirations. Like, I, I, I'm sure every single basketball coach is like, oh, yeah, our goal is to make it to the tournament. UCF yeah. doesn't have a shot. Like, it's different. They just don't. They're going to get murdered in the Big 12. Yikes. Flattened. And I think BYU will, too, this year. But I think that's a program that could in the future find some footing from a basketball perspective. Yeah. And then they've been good, like you mentioned before. Yeah. And then you'll add more meat here with the Arizona schools and mm-hmm. Utah's solid in basketball, not great, solid. So that's, more, more meat is always good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big pile of meat. Big pile of meat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then who knows what happens with, uh, you know, the Gonzaga mm-hmm. conversation, conversation, and and then the, my my question with that is, okay, if that does happen. So now I'm I'm in if it works out and, and makes sense mathematically with numbers and money and what they want and what you're willing to give and all that stuff. If it, if it makes sense and you think that you can make more 
from it, I'm in. I'm also I just, you know, the competitive side I think would be awesome to, to see Gonzaga in. But now if that happens, now you've got an odd number. So is there a – I don't necessarily need to see an even number, but then it, you know, has scheduling questions, stuff like that. Um, but I would think that there's something else. Maybe I'm just reading tea leaves that aren't even here, but I would think maybe there's something else on the back end of, hey, we're having talks with so-and-so to also bring in. Sure. Which I don't know if I love as much because, like, I don't necessarily. Well, the other one that was kind of rumored be UConn. Yeah, and I, UConn has so so many extra hurdles because UConn would want to bring their football program over, and I don't want UConn football anywhere near the Big Twelve. <laughs> that makes zero sense yeah. to me. And so, like, can you can you talk them into just basketball, or hey, Lee, you know, here's bring basketball and soccer or whatever but leave that football program over there mm-hmm. and how and so like that that has so many different wheels with it and the, I mean, the other one that would get thrown out i don't know what kind of traction is but like even like villanova which again they have football but they're already fcs right they're and not so playing at the highest level line up lining up that would work but i don't know it feels like villanova is it's not the same as what you would be with adding Gonzaga to me right now. Completely agree. Yeah. I think no. I think the, the Zags are thought of more highly. I think they bring more eyeballs, which is one of the major reasons you add them to the conference so you can make that next TV deal higher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but again, no, uh, no major issues with the poll. This on the Yates Flooring Center chat line, TCU at fifth. Yeah, uh, I know they lost Mike Miles. I think fifth is about as high as they could have gone. I know they lost Mike Miles. I know they lost Eddie Lampkin. I think they got a better center with who they brought in with Ernest Uday Jr. But they uh, they brought in a couple of four stars, and then they've got like Avery Anderson who comes over from Oklahoma State. I think they'll be just fine. I don't. I don't have a huge issue because yeah. the the supporting cast for TCU, which is solid, they're all still there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got a first team at least preseason. We'll see what happens on that roster right now, and that's how highly that they think of from a coaching perspective. That's how highly they think of some of the TCU pieces. Again, I think fifth is about as high as like if they if they would have like creeped into like somehow third or something like that. I would have had. I guess a higher eyebrow raised, mm-hmm. but you would have burned the boats. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why you don't let me have matches in the office. It's the bottom line, 100.7, the score. Bringing you the truth or something like the truth. This is the bottom line podcast from 100.7, the score. It's almost bad to have a, an unsmooth like Friday. A, yeah. A rocky, bumpy Friday, bumpy, rocky, Kind of Friday. You gonna sit around watching horror movies since it's Friday the Thirteenth? Got my uh, brother-in-law and sister, and more importantly, nieces in town. So, so they can't watch horror movies. Well, they can. They probably don't want to. My sister got mad at me because uh, she could. She she doesn't. Shouldn't hate it. She's not interested in Star Wars or anything like that or anything like that. And I'm not like a in depth like I can speak 
Wookiee fluently or something like that. But I enjoy the Star Wars movies. It'd be cooler if you could. It <laughs> sounded like a wounded goose. That's what it was. That's why I said I couldn't do it. I told you I couldn't do it. It's a molested goose, yeah. Brendan. <laughs> I forgot about that. Molested goose. No. You want to do a Star Wars uh, noise? You can pick any one. You can do a voice. You can make a lightsaber noise. Luke, I am your father. Oh, that's really good. Brennan? Use the force. I've never watched Brennan. Star Wars. Uh-huh. Wait, I think I could probably do a Wookiee. Uh, no, never mind. That was really good. Uh, really good. I got... It's oh. <laughs> like a cat. That was like... <laughs> that was like Chewbacca <laughs> swinging, singing in the women's choir at church. And now, if you will all turn your Wookiees... <laughs> Wookiee books to Psalm number 411. <laughs> We're actually not allowed to watch Star Wars at LCU, so... Oh, you're thinking of Harry Potter because of witchcraft. Well, science witchcraft is also bad. <laughs> Star Wars is not science. But, uh... <laughs> but it's fall break, and so you can now. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Oh, man, LCU kids go crazy on fall break. You're going to end up on, like, MTV, pool parties. If you're not careful... You know, uh, we'll see Brennan somewhere waving his shirt above his head, making that same Wookiee noise he just did. <laughs> <laughs> Practicing witchcraft. <laughs> sure. Please don't do that. So which one of you guys was uh, the guy who ran out of the field at a tech game? Right, because the last streaker we've ever had at Texas Tech, I, know I believe it was a West Virginia game. Yes, it was. Some guy ran out there, and he evaded the authorities for a little while, but they ran him down as he was trying to rip his own mm-hmm. clothes off as he was going along, and come to find out it was an LCU student, right? Is yeah. that is hey, that a rumor? Or I, is that no, true? that's true. That's yeah. 100% true. He got kicked off of uh, LCU's campus. <laughs> I can't remember if it was specifically for that or if he did something else. Was it happening when you were going to school there? He That guy was a junior when I was a that freshman. Guy. That guy. <laughs> Is he a legend at LCU? Uh, I don't. Well, obviously I've not. Never, You'd have I've to never, ask I've him. I've never heard of him, so I'm going to say no. You're going to say no. I'm going to say no. Is Clint a legend at LCU? No. No, uh, actually, he has been banned from campus. So we're not allowed to talk about him or mention him. Okay. Um, if he steps foot Are on you allowed premises, to talk to him? No. Yes, that's the but not on campus. That's I can... you. <laughs> <laughs> well. Enlightening. Yeah. 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 Go Shaps. Do you, do you want another chance at the Wookiee call? Now yes. that you've... Uh, Tried it once. Some redemption. Yes. Go for I, it. I need to put some soul into it. That <laughs> last one was... That, no, that's the church one, I guess. <laughs> yes. Sounds like you had soul there. The Chewbacca choir. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> How did it get worse? <laughs>
<laughs> I have no idea what that was, but it was funny. Okay, let's uh, let's go from that into a <laughs> question of the day, shall we? Time now for Jamie's question of the day. You actually have it. I do. So my question for you guys today is regarding the Texas Tech football game tomorrow against Kansas State. If only one of them can have a big day, who is it more important to have a big day tomorrow, Taj Brooks or Baron Morton? Oh. Oh. Man, I'm... I think I'm going to go Baron Morton. And I'm going to stand by my thought process of I, I think this game will come down to uh, really both quarterbacks at a certain point having to make, you know, two or three game deciding plays, whether that be a first down uh, or, you know, offense is stalled out for a drive or two and you ask them to get it going, trying something different or a red zone play, something like that. I think at a certain point, uh, both quarterbacks are going to have to go out and make a few plays. And this is this will be the the first game with Baron Morton, well, one starting. Uh, or this will be the first game out of the last two with Baron Morton starting that you'll have to have him do that because you've you haven't needed him to. He's played well. Right? Played played really well against Houston, played really well against Baylor, but you didn't need him to go out and win you the game. Um I, I think at a certain point, like if I was if I was Kansas State, I would want to take Taj Brooks completely away. And that's also the strength of their team right now is their rush defense. So it kind of goes hand in hand. Um, but I uh, I think by default, then I'm going to go Baron Morton because I think he's going to have to do something to win the game on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I mean I hope I'm wrong. I hope you. I mean I hope it looks exactly like it did against Baylor to an extent where. We're all, oh, we're, we're, the one thing we're really worried about, not the one thing, but the main thing is this Kansas State rush defense, and you just flatten them. I don't think that's likely. I think you can be productive, but not just complete domination. I just don't think that'll be there. Yeah, I I, I want Taj to have a great day running. I think the run game is going to be very important to what Tech does, but Kansas State plays the run well. So I'm interested to see how that's how how Tech counters that, but you know, last week watching Baron, I was very impressed to see not only his composure, but he kind of had a flair about to him, and we haven't seen that from a Tech quarterback. Like I think Shuck had his moments of flair, like during the Texas Bowl, you saw a little bit of attitude and flair from him, but Baron Baron had that definitely last week against Baylor and I think if there's a game for him to go out and lead this team uh, especially to victory it could it could very easily be tomorrow so I think it is extremely important for Baron Morton have a good game against Kansas State yeah I think I'm with you guys um, obviously I think it's way more difficult if you don't have your run game going but I just feel like Kansas State's 
game plan is to absolutely shut down Taj Brooks, and we've mm-hmm. seen they've been a really good run defense this year. And um, they're going to say we're going to we're going to force somebody else to beat you besides Taj Brooks. And obviously, it's hard for it to to say that it could be one of the receivers without Baron Morton also having a big day. Right. And so I think I, I lean towards Baron Morton on this one. That's not to say I don't want him to try to establish the run game and sure. and stick with it and and continue to have confidence in it. But um, man, I I, th- I think Baron Morton's going to need to have a big day tomorrow if you're going to win. Yeah, I just I don't think you can. I mean, especially if you label it bad day, I don't think you can win if he has a bad day. Getting to the point, but taking the scenic route to get there. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Welcome back to the Bottom Line. You've got us on 100.7 The Score and 100.7 The Score.com. Take us anywhere with the mobile app brought to you by Happy State Bank. Jamie, I'm not sure if you're seeing what I'm seeing. I think I'm just seeing all sorts of crazy stuff right now, which is. I mean, daily occurrence. But it looks like there is some sort of stork playing tennis on the screen in front of us in Virginia Tech colors. Who is this? Gangly fella. In Virginia Tech colors? That guy. The lefty or the righty? That the, guy? Uh, well, that guy was a righty, so the lefty. Oh, okay. Uh, Ugo Umber. Ah. <clears throat> Umber. 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 Or Humbert? Humbert. I like Humbert better. You do? Humbert. What's his first name? It's Hugo. H-U-G-O, I believe. Hugo Humbert. I like that better as alliteration. He <laughs> looks like in the old Robin Hood, whenever he dresses up as a stork to go to the archery contest. But he did it to play tennis. He's playing pretty well. Okay. Well. Yeah. Good for him. All Good right. for him. Uh, it is time... For me, Jamie, to give you, Brennan, and our fine listening audience the uh, opportunity to tell me I'm wrong. Brennan, you better watch out. I just saw Choice go <laughs> by the glass. So just keep an eye out. Uh, I want to go to Big 12 football, Jamie. Okay. And I, uh, I would have – I've had this one kind of in my head for a couple of days now. But last night, I mean, especially made me want to pull the trigger. I don't think that there's actually a worse team in the Big 12. Like, we try to guess that. We try to figure that out. Um, like, who is who is the worst team in the Big 12? Who is the point-blank, bottom-end, cellar-dweller, doormat, all of those terms of the Big 12 and I don't think there is one this year, and I don't think there will be for quite some time. I You've got, you know, contenders for it. And right now I know UCF and Cincinnati are still looking for their first win in the Big 12. What um, happened to UCF? Oh, gosh. I don't know. They Letting that Baylor game slip away really hurt them. Mm-hmm. And that's part of what makes me feel that way because – Maybe maybe this is where you can say I'm crazy. I still think UCF is better than Baylor, and they just played a horrible fourth quarter. Yep. But Baylor's Baylor's the one with the conference win, and they're still looking for one. Yeah, and I don't know that Houston does not look like world beaters to me at all. 
their offense looked pretty good last night. Donovan was terrific, obviously, oh, especially in the second half. 16 for 16, four touchdowns and a throwing and one touchdown running. That's pretty pretty mm-hmm. nice day for a quarterback. Um, I'm not going to tell you you're wrong, Clint. Um, I don't know what the answer is. I really don't. Man, so the record of the uh, the new teams in Big 12 play so far. Let's see. Oh, for 5. Um, one and seven, uh, two and eight. Yeah, it's been rough. Yeah, two and eight. It's been rough. So two out of ten. And that's where I look at, um, again, not from like a Big Twelve contending standpoint or anything like that, but like the Iowa State at Cincinnati game to me is fascinating because Cincinnati's zero and two, but they played Oklahoma and played them close. And then BYU beat them in a pretty good game. You're still trying to figure out fully what BYU is? I mean, again, I don't think to the extent that they could be also competing for a Big 12 championship. But I think it's it's more along the lines when it's when it's all said and done. And I know, you know, there will be... team The teams will be placed 1 through 14 whenever the final records come out. But especially with not everyone playing each other on top of it, you're more likely to say these were the worst three or four, but there is not a... This yeah. is the worst team, or I don't even think like this is going to be the worst team in the conference. And I didn't I'm, think that way coming into the season, by the way. I thought there would be a definite one, and I thought it would be decided between West Virginia and Cincinnati. And that, especially from West Virginia's side, has not been the case at all. And I think that's what makes the Big 12 fun, though. But as you sit here today, do you think... Any of these teams are not going to be the worst team in the Big 12 Conference. Let me give you some names. UCF, mm-hmm. Cincinnati, Baylor, Houston, Iowa State, West Virginia. You certain that all of those teams, that they're, that they're not going to be the worst team in the Big 12 Conference? Obviously, Iowa State and West Virginia at 2-1 have the least odds of being that. But, like, I didn't look at that game last night and say to myself, what a shocker. Houston was 0-2 in Big 12 play. Uh, they shouldn't have any chance to beat a 2-0 West Virginia team. I feel about the same for those two teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing. Okay, so along the same line, nothing changed for me as well, but also in the same vein, nothing changed for me when Oklahoma State beat Kansas State. It did for me. I pushed Kansas State back. Okay, that's probably fair. Brought them back a little bit, but I didn't look at it going, Kansas State can't beat anybody in this conference. Yeah, no, but I didn't look at Oklahoma State and feel like, you know what, they're better than I thought. Yes. I, was, I came out mm-hmm. of that going game going, oh my gosh, Kansas State's like a normal team. They beat themselves sometimes too. <laughs> they're a normie. <laughs> they're like us. How about that? Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I mean, and again, that's where... I don't, you're, you're right about the Iowa State-Cincinnati game this weekend. Being intriguing, mm-hmm. just because man, I, I don't Iowa State's at two and one. I, I really, Clint. I, I think you have two teams that are so much better than everybody else. Mm-hmm. I think you can put Kansas. I'll stick to my homer pick here and say the Red Raiders, and I'll say Kansas State. <clears throat> Maybe BYU and Cincinnati, or excuse me, BYU and TCU are decent teams, but I just think mm-hmm. there's a massive gap between OU, Texas, and the rest of the crew. I think you and I feel differently about TCU. 
You think they're in the bottom? I'd be more inclined. Yeah. And just so just like Kansas could take themselves down a notch, and I don't have them in the same notch as Oklahoma and Texas. I'm like you. I think Kansas is walking a very thin line that everyone could be to an extent on both sides. I think TCU is is on a line right now where I'm leaning towards there and like the bottom. So bottom of the they conference. were in they that group played. that I just mentioned a minute yes, ago. Horribly. Yeah. yeah, and so that's where this TCU BYU game this weekend will yes. be pretty telling for those two teams. Because because if BYU can't beat TCU, you're saying ah they they're they're not a real team either. Well, and so maybe maybe other people aren't excited by this, but this is what I'm looking forward to. Uh, right now, and then in the future of the Big Twelve, yes. is is at the start of the season. If you had said, "Hey, there is this matchup between BYU and TCU," I would have went, "No, thank you." What else do you have on deck? I'm very excited yeah. about that matchup because it's not going to clear everything up. In fact, it's it's going to just be like like your windshield is just all muddy, and you get like the very corner of it kind of clean. You're not going to figure everything out, but you're like taking baby steps to learning. Hey, is is BYU any good? Or you know, if TCU loses, then it's just going to look even more like, yeah, that TCU has taken not just a step back from last year, but they're being pushed down a hill, and like they can't stop themselves. Yeah, if they lose this game, I'll start to believe that. So it's it's crazy. I think this is going to be a lot of fun next year when it's so tight and beyond. But this year, when you're just it feels just feels like Oklahoma and Texas are so much better, and we all know you know them in the last year, have, being the two teams in the Big Twelve champ, conference championship game, that just is going to stink out loud. I mean, I I I mean to the point I'm such a bitter, angry person that I won't I won't be able to watch any of that game because mm-hmm. I don't want to hear the announcers talking about these two teams leaving for the SEC or playing in the their final Big 12 championship game. I can't stand hearing about it. I'm just trying not to think about it. Yeah. I'm not going to watch that game. I'm serious. I will not watch a single bit of that game because of it. If I did, I would just put put the sound down. (laughs) Because you know they're going to talk about it. Oh, yeah. Well, can can you also avoid the, like, little video packages of these teams headed to the SEC and stuff like that and the image of, like, this is who they're playing next year. (laughs) 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 Keep trying. Keep practicing, keep trying. Was that a button or was that live? That was live. I'm not making a button for myself. Speaking of going crazy, that's Jamie's life now. Was that a hotkey or was that me? (laughs) Hmm. Bottom line, 100.7 the score. This has been the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 the score. Go to 100-7thescore.com for more from the Double T Sports Network.